This is the Compadres Happy Hour. We continue with our conversation about adulting with the beautiful and funny Julie B. Be sure to check out her blog and get to know her. Link is in the description. Let's continue. Yeah, absolutely. And then, they, you know, like like you're saying about the whole, like, you know, you, you can stay in it and be, be sad. But then, and, and it applies for a lot of things, you know, like jobs. Like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, stay in the job, stay loyal. But at least w- one thing we've learned during this pandemic is the fact that you're essential or you're not essential. Mm-hmm. Either, but most of the time it's, you're, you know. You're replaceable. You're replaceable. And yeah, so like, yeah, if you're into something, we're not saying quit. Like, you know, you say, like, I agree with you. But do, you know, think it through. And if you could be in a better situation, go for it. Like, take the steps to make yeah. it better. That's that's kind of what it mm-hmm. is. It's kind of like, okay, you know, like, think about if you wanted to start surfing. Mm-hmm. Just random thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time you do it, you're going to be not great at it. And it might be discouraging. But if you keep trying, eventually you're going to be not not great you might not be an expert but it's just like eventually there's certain things that are going to feel better you're going to learn how to take care of your board you're going to look look how going to learn how to look at the waves differently and what's good and how far you need to go out and where you should stand and how far you should stand and how do you know if you're falling what do you do when you fall and the only reason you get through those things is by doing it over and over again sucking for a while mm-hmm. let it suck enjoy the suck but yeah i know you're right um i think that's what people fear they fear uh, the pain, the the, the 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 tough times they will face. So I think that you know they end up saying the same job, relationships, mm-hmm. you know, uh, leases from cars, whatever. Like you know, any any anything they're stuck in, they feel that they're stuck. I feel like comfort sometimes is like mm-hmm. an, an evil in disguise because mm-hmm. it's like you stay where you're comfortable, but there's no growth from it. You know, growth is essential. I feel like growth is essential to being fulfilled. Yeah. It's not essential to life. Like you can be, live in the state of beige, basically. Drive the same car, speak with the same people, go to the same places, do the same thing, eat the same meal. Like mm-hmm. you can, you know, you can, you can do it. It's just not very fulfilling. You know, if you want to have something fulfilling, then you have to try new things, you have to build new patterns, you have to meet new people, and maybe not even meet new people. You just have to like make more. There has to be more. No, no, but I, I think I agree with the whole new people. Um, and it's not to say that the old people are bad, but it's sometimes if you've exhausted the extent that that person can take you, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm not trying to say defriend them or anything. Right, they can stay there, but you yeah. just, you have, if you want more yeah. out of your relationships and you're not going to get any more mm-hmm. from whoever it is that you're around, like, try new stuff. Mm. I joined a kickball team. Did you? Yes. We haven't had a team, uh, a play, uh, I think on Monday is my first time, like, meeting. I've never met any of these people no. before. I have no idea. I literally just was, like, uh, Online? You joined, you joined online? Yeah. So it's, like, I've never done anything like that before. It's in your area? You play up there? It'll or? be in, like, uh, like Cooper City. It's, okay. like, 10, 15 minutes from mm-hmm. my house. Um, but it's just, like, I've never done anything like that before. I've never tried it. I've, I played kickball, like, three times in my entire life. So I'm just like, I am i don't know what it's going to be like. I'm meeting a bunch of people who I've never met before. I don't know. You know, it's just, but I want to try new stuff. I want to make, I want to meet new people. I want to, you know, who knows these people I'm going to meet. I could buy my new best friend. Maybe they have kids. Mm-hmm. We'll have friends. And that's a good thing. You know, just trying new stuff, building new pathways and just 
exploring more to my life because I don't have the restrictions that I used to I used to force myself into before. And I used to talk about that in my blog. It's kind of just like I had painted myself in my own little box mm-hmm. by myself. No one forced me to do it. I did it all by myself. And I was like, this is this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. But like the thing about it is, it's like eventually I was I, I didn't like it anymore. But I was like, OK, you know, um, I, I didn't know better. I guess is basically the way that I can describe it, though, because I didn't I didn't know that it was up to me to make my own self yeah. happy. I used to think like, why isn't this sustaining? Why isn't this fulfilling? And it was because it wasn't anybody else's responsibility. It was mm-hmm. my own. Yeah. So like part of being an adult is in, is remembering that my happiness is my responsibility. It's not, you know, my ex-husband. There was something that I, I used to think like, why doesn't he want to make me happy? Why can't I be happy? And it was like, it wasn't his responsibility to make me happy. It was mine. And I just didn't mm-hmm. know whether it's through ignorance or because of, you know, self-deprecating thoughts. And I just thought that like I wasn't worthy or I didn't earn it or like I didn't see my value in myself. I don't really know. Um, but it wasn't ever his responsibility to make me happy. It was mine. And that's something that I've realized since being on my own is kind of like, okay, like I'm responsible for my happiness. And if I don't, if I want something new, it's up to me to do those things. I joined the kickball league. I'm like, you know what? I want something to do during the week. And that's good. That's good. I mean, I mean, they say that, uh, you know, it's harder to make friends when you're older. But the reason is because think about how we made friends when we were younger. We had we were around people yeah, more. School, you know, college, work. So, so, especially now that you're working from home, mm-hmm. and that's my biggest fear. As I progress to my next stage, I'm like, I'm gonna be working from home, and right. I know that even this business, I make, I rarely make friends. Mm-hmm. If it isn't like you know through through Steve, that's why that's why you know they've been such great. Of finding you, you know, I met you through them and mm-hmm. all that. Um, but yeah, so like, because as we adults, we just we just close our borders. Yeah, we, like yeah. we paint ourselves in our own little box. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is where it's gonna be. But it's just like, and it's not that it's not wise to know, like, to do those things. But it's still a matter of comfort, and you have to be okay with getting outside of your comfort zone. And it's like it's called your comfort zone for a reason because when you get out of it, it feels weird mm-hmm. and you're awkward and you say dumb stuff and you behave in a certain way that you're like, ah, oh, it's like cringe city all the time. You're just like, oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, I'm so dumb. Oh, I look mm-hmm. stupid. And, you know. But it's just like eventually. It's not going to be, you know, eventually these people that are making a kickball, they're not going to be strangers. There's going to yeah. be people that I know. I might not be friends with them, like best friends outside of, you know, whatever we do, but at least I'll be able to recognize them. Hey, that's, that's John. That's Sue. That's Mike. That's Sarah. And yeah. be able to recognize these people and kind of get to know them and explore at least our time together, you know, just and have stories to share and, and conversations to have and new blog posts to talk yeah. about and things like that. Because you're you go out and you and you strive to create new things in your life it's like there's not there's not if there's only one path to a and b like and you don't like a and b you got to create your new one and mm-hmm. it sucks you gotta chop through the bushes and you're gonna get stuck and you're gonna get sap on you and you get mosquitoes and you're gonna step in crap and not crap literally but you know mm. step in stuff I should emotional say. crap <laughs> <laughs> you know you're gonna hack your way through it and it's not great and it's not wonderful and it sucks and it's tiring and everything else like that but then you end up with something that you created all by yourself mm-hmm. and it's great because you're, there's so much pride that comes along with those kind of things of mm-hmm. like i did this i created these new pathways i did this for myself and myself alone not because you think that you're so amazing but it's just be like you want more for yourself out of your life so you do that with the intention of like being just more 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to just be like, this is what I was served and this is what I have. And that's it. Now, there's a saying in Spanish. I mean, trans- roughly translated, it's like, you don't appreciate what's given, what's just given to you. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because like, if the friendship was given to you, you, I mean, not saying everyone does it, but you tend to value it less. Mm-hmm. Where like, what you're saying, you have to go through the, you know, get full of sap. There's painful. It's it, There's going to be work to be done. Right. Like anything else. Mm-hmm. You appreciate it more because you knew the work you put into it. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it was tough. But that end goal, end game. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you sacrifice your time. Yeah, you know what? I could sit around and mm-hmm. hang out at home and be good and not order, you know, pizza on, on Monday nights for the kids to eat dinner mm-hmm. and everything else like that. But you know what? Eating Monday night for pizza for two months, once a week, mm-hmm. is not going to kill them. It's not going to break the bank. And it's mm. not gonna, they're not going to be, you know... It's not going to affect their their lifelong health because they ate pizza once a week because I had something else to do. Of course. You know, and having adult relationships, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, you know, it's important as well. So, like, I'm looking forward to, like, just meeting new people and, you know, just growing. I don't know how else to explain it. Just, like, having more more to my life because i put myself out there and i signed up and i sacrificed the money and i sacrificed the time and i and i did all these other things because i want more and i'm not afraid to go after it and that's good because i mean you said this to me i mean you were talking about something earlier and it reminds me of a lot our our last episode that we we had together Mm -hmm. um you know i told you i self-analyze everything Mm -hmm. and i realized when i was out there yesterday um i did it again but then i remember what you told me Half those people don't even show that what you're thinking, those people don't even realize that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm over there analyzing everything, but it's just because of the way I am. Mm-hmm. But if you look around, half the people are drunk, mm-hmm. most people are not even paying attention to you. And it's you, I mean, you, like, so self deprecating or all these like thoughts that get you to close off. And then if you were to see it through their eyes, they're like, they just see you as a quiet person. Yeah, they're not looking. They're not seeing everything going through your mind. And then another thing you brought up is the fact that yes, the kids could eat pizza on Monday once a week mm-hmm. because you're choosing also to maintain the balance. Mm-hmm. It's not you're not 100 percent, or well you are, but you're not sacrificing your happiness in order to keep everyone happy. That was something like I, what I've realized is kind of like my life doesn't stop and end with motherhood Mm -hmm. it's not it might be who i am but it's not all of who i am like i'm my mother's kids and they are the ultimate they're my main goal they're my main strive like they're 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 my top priority Mm -hmm. in majority of everything that i do but it's kind of just like i'm still a person when my kids are not there i'm still have to look at myself in the mirror every day when my kids go to the weekends with their dad I'm not like, oh man, my kids aren't here. I don't know what to do with myself. No, I go out and I make plans and I have fun. And, you know, I try all these different things because I realize that I am, and I have, and like seeing yourself as somebody that has value outside of those certain things takes work. So it was something that I didn't have before. Like I used to think like my life stopped and ended with being a mom and a wife. That was it. That was my whole life. That was my extent. And if my husband couldn't see my worth, then I must not have it. And it takes work to see yourself in a positive way, especially when there's not someone going, hey, you're great, <laughs> wonderful, you know, clapping yeah. other things for you to tell yourself, mm-hmm. you know what, despite all these other things, I still think that I'm great. And I'm not saying that, like, I think I'm, like, the bee's knees. I'm, I, you know what, that's a lie. I do think I'm the bee's knees. <laughs> but not in such a, like, a way that I think other people are less. 
it has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. You thinking of yourself great, I'm happy that you think you're great. Me too. I think I'm great too. Great. Mm -hmm. Let's go be great together. You know, and I, I want that for my friends and I want that for my kids. And like my life doesn't stop and end with them though. It doesn't. And I want them to be able to see that, to know that like, you know what? They are my kids and they are my life and they are my focus. And I would give, I would sacrifice any relationship, any job, any money. I would, I would sacrifice, I would sell my house within an instant to be able to take care of them. Mm -hmm. But it's still like, I'm still a person outside of my role as their mother. And that was something that was, it took work to realize. It took a lot of work and, and just constant, um, reaffirming to myself saying like you have value outside of these things that you already are taking care of like so when the kids are gone you know i still have friends that if i call them up it's like let's hang out they're gonna go absolutely come over here or yes like let's do this oh you know i can't do this but maybe next week you know like there's there's a lot of value that comes with those certain things and it's not something to be dismissed you know i don't i don't i if, if there was ever something i could always tell anybody is kind of just like realize that you have value to everybody and everything and you know just because one person may not see exactly what you want doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they think you're garbage it just yeah. might not be because you know I, I i everybody that i meet on the street i'm not like yes or no it's not i don't live my life in the state of black and white you know there's some people that i want to hang out with more than others but it doesn't necessarily mean i don't like the people that i don't want to i just these people are more my people you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like i would have more in common with them or we have a better time, we have a better camaraderie, or we have a longer history, or we have something in common that we can, our conversations are more in depth, or, you know, I don't have to feel self-conscious around them. I don't have to feel like I have my guard up and maybe there's other people do. And it's not that they're not bad people, but it's just like, it's the familiarity isn't the same. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, um, you connect with and some people you don't. Um, one of the roughest things I've learned, cause you know, I got used to all my friendships, that from the kid to now, I've 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 kept them. Mm-hmm. Well, not to now, but like you know, like right. Some some of them deteriorated. You know, my fault, their fault, whatever. But I have to realize that not all friendships will last. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that while today you might be best friends, tomorrow you just might be acquaintances. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 hard. It's hard for some people to understand that because they're like, you know, they feel like they're losing something. I mean, they might be mm-hmm. like the loss of a friendship is something it's hard to deal with. And this kind of just like, you know, even say there's, you know, there's usually two reasons why either just time and, you know, life or because of a falling out and both of those things like it's OK to be sad about. It's OK if your friend messed up and now you can't be friends with them or if mm-hmm. you messed up so bad that your friend doesn't want to be friends with you, like acknowledge that. Be like, you know what? I'm sad that this choice that happened affected this thing and now I lost it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's okay, but respect the process, respect the fact that you're sad and that you messed up and you don't, and don't repeat it, you know, or come to the realization that, you know, stuff just happens and it's okay to be sad about losing these relationships. Like don't beat yourself up about losing a relationship that you once loved and cherished. And, you know, it's okay to mourn certain things, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody's the devil because they, they moved on with their life, you know, stuff just happens and you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know what happens with them. You don't know what happened. Maybe they just. They, maybe they're jerks and you it's better off or maybe like life just changes and now they're not the same person anymore and so like to me i noticed that like uh as soon as my friends got married and had kids 
like it, the relationship changed, and I and I was I was okay with it, but I felt that some of them were not okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I always try to explain. I'm like, the common ground is gone. Like you guys have kids, you have families. And even it's just because previous experience. It happened to me a couple of times where I I would be the single friend to my married friends, mm-hmm. and then you know if they were having trouble, I always got accused of like being the bad influence, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Actually, it's your husband. <laughs> I am the one that stays quiet at the bar, hanging with my friends, and I don't make new friends because I'm focusing. Whatever, but it, so it happened a lot. So, I, so a lot of relationships have, have deteriorated. But also, for for example, my sister started nursing school and then her thing, and then she graduated and did all that. But I noticed one thing: when she became a nurse, at first the, the friendships were normal, but as time went on. She gathered new friends, new social groups, mm-hmm. and then her old friends, not mostly, I mean, they, they didn't say anything, but I noticed that less time was spent with them. But again, we all move different directions, like you're saying. We grow up, we stay in where we are, whatever whatever the case is. But I think that, speaking as, adult, as adults, we're not back in middle school, high school yet, which friendships were very fragile to, we break up, I'm not your friend anymore, this mm-hmm. and that, because you're not cool, this and that. It, there's more to it now. Right. There's, you know, not everyone has a time. And they say like, oh, if they really care, they make time. But sometimes you can't make time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you try. Um, usually I saw Mima said, uh, I, I hate people that don't have regular work schedules. You know, like nine to fives. But still, like, I see like, with working this business, I see it all the time that I'm like people, like I've been trying to go have a workout with Steve, but our times are so different. And then the weekends, no one wants to work out. They just want to party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I think that it's important to recognize certain things. And, like, it can't be one-all-come-all, like, kind of thing. It's like, I can be good friends with this person and never see them. Or I can be good friends with this person and never see them. And then we don't ever talk anymore. You know, like, I'm a, one of my best friends, she lives in Vegas. We've been best friends forever. I don't talk to her every single solitary mm-hmm. day. But I do have good friends here that I talk to every single day. But she's still one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like just because she left. And you know, I don't want to say left. But like just because she moved away. And now she's married. And she has a family over there. Like doesn't mean that we're not good friends. And it doesn't even still mean that we're not as close. It's just like it's not the same as it used to be. And I'm okay with that. And she's okay with that. because. But we've also decided to maintain that kind of friendship. So I know like... I know that every now and then I, I, I'll, I'll be like, you know what? I want to come. So I'll go and I'll save up and I'll request off work and I'll buy a ticket and I'll spend a few hundred dollars to go over to Nevada and, and spend time with her because that's what she means to me as a friend that I will go and sacrifice. I don't want to say sacrifice, but like take time out of your, out of right, your life. Right. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I want to spend time with her. And I feel like having people that want to do that for me, mm-hmm. it, it, it's important. Because, you know, you always have those friends, you know, oh, we're not as close as we used to be. But it's just like, in order to maintain those kind of things, you do have to sacrifice. Like, oh, when people are like, oh, I don't like talking on the phone. Well, you know, I, I like talking on the phone. So I know that if you take the time to talk to me on the phone, I know that I'm important enough for you for to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I shouldn't always have to be the one that's like, oh, I don't ever get to talk to you because you don't like talking on the phone. No, like your mother, bro. Like, be a grown up and, and, and sacrifice for me because you know that that's what I like. Yeah. You know, I know that you don't like singing karaoke. 
you know, but I really love doing it. So the fact that you want to come with me, you don't have to go up and sing, but you want to come with me to do it means a lot to me. I don't know. I've never done. I've done karaoke once, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, in, in, uh, in Ricky's, right? Yes, in the keys. I recently found photos of Ricky's. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's important to show up for your friends. A hundred percent. Like, even if it's not something that you really want to do, even if it's not something you're into, like supporting your friend's business. You don't have to give them hundreds of dollars or anything else like that. But, you know, buying from them, even if it's more money and you don't have to do it every single time, but showing support for certain things, it's important because it shows your friends that like you care about them and you're invested in them and you want good things for them. And I feel like, you know, that type of thing is something that that's gets remembered whenever there's time apart. You know, you still understand that this person cares about you, Mm -hmm. even though they may not be able to be around or spend time with you or anything else like that. And that's part of like kind of growing up is realizing that we don't have to be like this for us to maintain a friend. Oh, and you know, that's an interesting point you bring up. So remember uh, last month I put that hope help wanted Mm -hmm. because, you know, Ivan was going to be out of town. I I tagged, you know, everyone locally because I didn't want to bother anyone outside. You know, outside the state, you know, it'll be inconvenient, all that. Well, I have friends I made in Arizona. They started their own podcast and all that. And, you know, I would comment, listen to that. Uh, I never tagged them. like Because I was like, you know, you have your busy life. You're a podcaster. It was amazing when I get an Instagram account. I was like, hey, I would love to be. Right. Yeah. So let's, let's make it work out. You know that. So it was, it was, it was impressive to me because I was like, I never expected them to reach out. Because, you know. We all have busy lives. Uh, but it was, yeah, and you're right. Like, you know, and then the response I got from you guys was mm-hmm. amazing. Right. Um, because I didn't, I mean, I, I truly expected this, to be doing this by myself. Mm-hmm. And eventually I would have like gone, I'm going to hiatus and then just focus on something else. Right. But yeah, it's great. Like, I think that um, just like we were talking about last episodes that we had, uh, you know, like I really believe that you, like, you should let people know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Whether it's good, I mean, mostly I prefer good because right. bad, you know, no one likes to be criticized. Mm-hmm. And if you do it, I guess you do. But mostly, like, I like complimenting people. Mm-hmm. Hey, I like your hair. I like this, all that, you know. But sometimes, you know, I get in my own mind, so I'm like, if I say this, I'm gonna say this. that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, in the same way, I also feel that, you know, actions do help out, you mm-hmm. know. And you that the whole thing you talk about your friend in Vegas, I could totally uh, agree. Frank, the one you met, right. you know, that's how it's always been. Like, uh, like I, I I don't talk to him for months, years, even though we're in the city. He's busy, I'm busy, but you know the time we get to see each other is like like in ne- the, the, like there was no gap. Right. And I love those friendships. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. I mean, unfortunately, not all friendships are like that. Right. And you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's good to have a good variety of friends. You know, the, you have people that like when you're sad that this is the person you call. And you have people that like when you just want to hang, just have a low-key kind of night, this is who I call to hang out. There's the people that I want to go and I want to burn the, ho- the town down. This is the <laughs> person that I call. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of good to have like a variety, a bouquet of friends and they're all mm-hmm. different and they all, you know, may- maybe they all know each other. Maybe they don't. Maybe, you know... I don't know. Like, I think it's very good to just have a, a different set of friends for certain different things. And it doesn't make you, you know, people always talk about like, oh, you know, uh, I'm uh, he's not the same way that he is around those different friends. Like, you know what? You don't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, like if I go out and I have a few drinks with my girlfriend, 
on Thursday nights and then I go to and hang out with lunch with people that I go to church with, I can guarantee our conversations are going to be different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's okay for me to not have the same conversations I had with my girlfriend at the bar than I did with people that I go to church with and we're going out for brunch the next day. It's okay. And it's not because I'm a different person. It has nothing to do with that. But this is a different version of who I am today. You know, they're all me. And I'm not like these people are, un are unaware of what I do. And I'm, I don't hide anything from mm -hmm. anybody. But the conversation might be different. And you get a different version of me. And I feel like that's okay. You know, I'm a different person when I'm around my kids. And when I go out on Thursday night. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still all of me. It's just there's different versions of me. And I think that it's okay for those kind of things to happen. Because... People are always like, oh, you know, authentic all the time. Exactly, and I'm this yeah. way. And it's kind of just like, you know, you're limiting yourself when you're going to be this way all the time with no, no matter mm -hmm. what or anything else like that. Like, I don't have to be the person that I am on Thursday night, Friday morning. And that, and, and, then, and then, yeah, the explanation. Because, I mean, at the time I thought that way of like authentic. But then you have to turn the mirror around and be like, you know, the people that tell you that, tell, them, tell the mirror and ask them. I work. How are they? Mm -hmm. Well, depending on what they do for work. Right, but you understand. What, yeah. Like, there's a you're yeah. a professional. It's not that that's not you. Yeah. It's just that there's there. It's not. It's not. I don't want to say it's yeah. not expected, but like there's a certain amount of behavior that's expected. I guess is the mm -hmm. best way to say. And these are all different versions of me. And I don't necessarily talk differently, and I don't act differently. And my opinions don't change based on who I am. But maybe the way that I conduct myself mm -hmm. changes. You know, if you know that I like banana bread. And this person I I hang out with sometimes doesn't know I like banana bread. I'm not going to tell them that I don't like banana bread just because this isn't the, the same relationship yeah. that I have with you. These, who cares if they know? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm the same way all the time. It's just that not everybody gets the same version of me. Yeah, no. And, and I, I think and that's true. Like, I, I think... The, the, you brought up the good issue. That's what people have issues with. Authenticity or being, well, that's not who you are. And, you know, like I have people like, oh, I'm, I'm the same everywhere I go. And I'm like, well, that, that can be an issue. Right. Um, I learned it young, you know. There's a time, it's funny, when I was in the military, my potty mouth got less. Mm -hmm. And that's why, I, as I'm listening to the podcast, I, I, that's why I told you, oh, my God, I guess my favorite word is fuck, because that's all I say <laughs> on this damn podcast. And like, it bothers me. It really bothers me. Because naturally, that's how I, I, I worked that word out like any word bad words i was trying i would i wouldn't, I wouldn't be like freaking on that but i would be more conscious of conscious it. about it um and then what happened i was i remember getting on the military and then they came back and i was at foot rockers and i was like blah 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 and my cousin stopped me he goes there's kids around man and my answer was like who cares they're gonna hear it anyways younger immature me until i realized i'm like yeah man so i'm making it harder for the parents Mm -hmm. Because you know, I, I have a choice of what I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think being responsible and being considerate. And consideration mm -hmm. to me is probably like the best thing a person can be. Like it's monumental to me for my relationships and people that I have in professional sense mm -hmm. and family and friends, everything else like that, is that if you're considerate, even if you don't feel the same way as me, as long as you're considerate to me, like I commend you a thousand percent. So like when you, yeah, I understand that there's kids and they'll hear it anyways, but they don't have to hear it from you at Fuddruck. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know, like it's not, you're not being inauthentic to yourself because you're not saying the F word in Fuddruckers mm -hmm. because you're withholding yourself. You're being respectful to those around you who may not think that it's appropriate. Yeah. You know, it's 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 more like, I don't know, it's more commendable for someone to 
to be respectful to those around them than to just be like, oh, this is just who I am. Mm -hmm. Take it or leave it. Like, your mother, bro. Like, I don't want to hang around people no, like that. Exactly. No, no. I mean, because it, it brings up, uh, I mean, it, bring, it brings up the, the point of, you know, you're adult. And, like, I guess, like, some people have a hard time. Because, like, right now, as you're talking, I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking of people I know. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, a lot of people, a lot of adults I know, from, you know, sometimes even my parents, they have that childish thing going on for them. I guess like we never want to accept that we're adults already. Mm -hmm. We want to be the joyful ignorance of a child. Right. Or maybe teenager, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Not a child. Um, so yeah, so like I see it. Like, so it's, it's, I think it's a constant ba battle. Um, you know, and then with that comes a lot of like, you know, like we said, miscommunication or like people, uh, like you said, you have to learn that you're not the only person that cares for you, but ultimately you're the only one responsible for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to health, when it comes to decisions, you know. For your happiness, yeah, huh. you're responsible for all of those things. Mm -hmm. You can't put it towards anybody else. But I feel like when you are respectful to others around you, like mm -hmm. I feel like it, it helps you to maintain like a good mental health. You know, mm -hmm. when you know that you help somebody else out or didn't you or didn't deter them because of the way that you behave like it's a good feeling to know like you know what i know that this person wasn't burdened by my behavior or i would i know that like i helped this person out because of what i did or did not do and it it helps you to feel better about yourself which helps you to just feel better in general you know and feeling good feels good mm. all the time so absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know being so like you know there's some people that are kind of just like when whenever people have like that mentality of like rise and grind 24 7 i was like that would never be something i would want to do it sounds miserable and you know but you know i mean i guess there's certain things that maybe they take a pleasure in what they do and obviously the end reward of having a ton of money is something that's very valuable to them it's not extremely valuable to me you know to be have this abundance of money and, and yeah. influence and anything else like that which kind of you know it helps me to kind of put it in perspective but i'm like i'm not this rise and grind kind of person like i'm never going to be i don't want to ever do a bad job i don't you know i want to show up when i'm supposed to show up but my life is not to slave away at a job and i'm not all work no play no and and, and, and that's a good thing to know because like i said the pandemic and the essential workers on that you have to realize you're you're, you're expendable, mm -hmm. and also the fact that you know, like I like I I, uh, I was talking to I forget who I was talking to earlier, but I was like, you're gonna spend twenty to thirty years in a company, and at the end, now you're gonna start traveling, now you're gonna start having fun, right? You wasted so much time mm -hmm. grinding for money that you might not even see, right? Like you just live your life, yeah. you know. If you don't make a lot of money you know and you're stuck within certain things you make do like there's a time and you know there's there's a time for everything there's a season for everything how about that there's a season to be broke and strive and and save your money and then there's a side of a you know a time for abundance and spending and and you know flourishing and all these other things there's a time to be sad there's a time to be happy there's actually it there's a it's in ecclesiastes they talk about that in the bible mm -hmm. and you know it, and he talks about it he's like there's a time for everything so not everything is just party 24 7 and and you know go out and do this and go that like there is a time to save and there is a time to be through certain things but mm -hmm. it doesn't last forever 
just the same as the good times don't last forever. The bad times don't last forever either. Like, but you said something about like last. Uh, what did you say? Uh, happy. Uh, Constant sunshine yeah. brings a drought, or drink mm-hmm. is a desert. Yeah. Like yeah, no. Nothing grows. Nothing mm. grows in constant sunshine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. And it's true without mm. like all those other things. And, you know, I, I think that being an adult is something that it, it allows you the freedom to choose what's important to you. So if you know that going on your once a year vacation is important to you, then you know that there's certain, you know what I'm saying? Like what's important to you, you're going to make the time for Mm-hmm. And it might not be the same thing that what's important to you because mm-hmm. you might go on 17 vacations a year or the quality of time that you spend with people might not be as important to, you know, this person or this person. But it's just like you, you can't live your life according to what what just because it's not important to you doesn't mean it's not important to me. And if it's important to me, then I'll make the time for it and I'm going to make the sacrifices for it. And I'm going to do all those other things. And if you don't agree or you don't want to do it, have at it like <laughs> don't worry about what I do then. Mm. You know, there's a lot of freedom and wisdom that comes along with doing whatever it needs, whatever it takes to that you know that's going to make you happy. And I don't think the world hinges on my happiness. <laughs> I don't. I don't think happiness is like the ultimate goal of my life. I, I don't. I don't necessarily know. My, my main goal right now is to just make sure I have, I raise happy, healthy, wonderful people that are going to grow out into the world. Mm-hmm. Like that's my main goal is kids. But I have to be included in there somewhere. And to raise happy people, I have to be a happy person. How do I do that? You know, I join kickball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talk on a friend's podcast and, you know, make ice cream and all that jazz. You mean ice cream? No. Oh. One, one day I will. Oh, okay. <laughs> make cookies. Make cookies. I made snickerdoodle cookies either. Yeah. They were okay. Not my favorite. But maybe it just might have been the recipe. What's your favorite uh, thing to make? Taco chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I made like this bruschetta dessert once before. Mm-hmm. It was really good with Nutella and like fruit and mint and like sea salt. Mm. Oh, it was so, good. so like what you just like um, grab it, find a recipe and then yeah, just, just try know. it out. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool, you know. I I have a lot of ingredients at home already, so it's like if there's especially if I have everything already at home, I'm like, eh, what well, I might as well. <laughs> so the bruschetta the bruschetta dessert was pretty good. Like it's little crostinis mm-hmm. and you butter fry them i don't know you make them harder you throw slather on some nutella put some berries a little mint sea salt nice it's amazing pretty good wow and you wouldn't think about it but it's pretty good i saw a guy uh he did uh got the, the chocolate chip dough and i guess like uh i forget what he mixed it was like it was like chocolate chip dough and then he like you know like he, he flattened it and then he I think it was like cinnamon roll bread. Oh, sounds so good. And then he like rolled it, like sort of like a cinnamon roll. And like yeah. cut it up. Yeah, and then cut it up. That sounds really good. And then, I, I've made cinnamon rolls before and it was mm-hmm. amazing. It was so mm-hmm. good. And I like there I've made cinnamon rolls since then, like from the little mm-hmm. pop thing, which is not the same. Yeah. It's something that you have to eat like within five minutes, because if not, it's terrible. But have the you, other ones that I made were Have you had the cinnamon rolls from Knott's Knott's Berry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're pretty good. I wish they had more icing. They don't really have icing mm-hmm. on them, but I went, and they're not bad. My mom lives like a block from there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I, I still, I, as often I go to her house, I never go there. <laughs> no, like I was getting invited and I'm like, that's too early. I'm not waking up and sending no line. I mean, if you go later on in the season, the line isn't like oh, that. Yeah. Nice. yeah. 
But I've been there where like the line is down the street. I'm like, you got all your bananas. I seen uh, on, on Facebook Marketplace, uh, there was a lady offering to deliver to them. So like, I don't know what they cost, like $15? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I haven't been in a while. But then she would charge you, I think, 10 to $15 to deliver to you. Right. That was a nice profit. Right. Especially because she's the one standing in line, mm-hmm. though. That's why. I mean, they're good. They're not like the best thing I've ever had. But I, I think it's kind of more like the atmosphere and it's Nosberry and, yeah. you know, it's only seasonal. You only get them certain times and it's a tourist thing kind of mm. now. But, I mean, I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to spend three hours in line for cinnamon rolls. No. It's not going to happen. There was another guy. I remember uh, my cousin was telling me that they got a guy. He would go there early, buy them, and then being at the end of the line sell and them. sell them. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, pretty good, but it's like I would want warm cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I feel like that's the allure. Mm-hmm. Of them is them being super and toasty. Shakes. Yeah, they do so sick. The only thing about it is, is they're like a cash only place. I'm like, I mm. never carry cash. Well, post pandemic, uh, oh no, pre pandemic. So like, I started, I got used to carrying cash. So I would go out and go to these bars and be like, oh, card only, because you know that was the whole thing. You can't touch things. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so I was like, like the time I do have cash on me, you guys don't want to cash now. And then I went back to cards. I, the COVID thing just, I, I don't know. I talked to some lady on the phone the other day and she was telling me that like her husband died of COVID wow. and then her, she was really sad. So like her friend would come over and like help her out. Her friend died of COVID and then like her cousin died like two weeks later. And she's telling me this and I'm like, oh my gosh. Lady, I want to hang up on you. Like I just like, she was like almost in tears as she's telling me and like mm. there was something wrong with her card and I just wanted to be like, I'm so sorry. So how much like, dog food do you want? Like, I just, I felt so bad. And like, this, uh, man, some people revealed the craziest stuff. Some yeah. lady was like, my one of my last phone calls on Thursday was she was mm. telling me, she's just like, she's like, yeah, I have to buy adult diapers now. And she's like, that's a, that's something that comes with old age. And I'm like, you are telling this to a stranger on the mm. phone. I mean, we talked for a while, but. Like in your life prior to that, did, have you ever felt that people open up easily to you? Not necessarily. I mean, I am okay like talking to strangers and everything else like that, but not necessarily like they're they don't unburden themselves to me. But most of the time, the conversations that we had, there's not enough time for us to sit and develop mm. that kind of relationship, especially. And if I was obviously when I was with my husband, it was like there's always a man there or my kids or anything else like that. So there wasn't a ton of opportunity. Now that I my life has slowed down tremendously, you know and I've been dealing with these um, or I'm like just I'm able to spend more time with my friends I should say it's been a little easier for us to build a more intimate relationship together because I just have more time and there's not like this you know overshadowing burden of a shitty marriage hanging over my head <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. I don't I don't and I'm, I'm not blaming like my lack of a happy marriage on my relationships not being what they were but it maybe influenced me in a way that I didn't know. No, but I mean, it's okay. I mean, um, at least from experience and from I've seen other friends uh, experience, when they're going through something like that, like a divorce mm-hmm. or like something like, you know, like a death in the family, something very tragic right. or they're fighting, a lot of their energy is being refocused. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable what you say. Like it, you, you, you might not blame it, but it did have a big toll on you. Mm-hmm. Because it, it does, because like, you know, you could talk about happiness, but in your mind, you're like, I'm going through divorce, I'm going through this. You, you don't have time to think that. 
it's almost kind of like a fake it till you make it kind of mm-hmm. thing. The only downside I would say about fake until you make it is that like a lot of times I I am a very strong believer of a person that says, mm-hmm. you know, like what we were saying, like mm-hmm. enjoy, embrace the suck. Like if it sucks, let it suck. Let it be sad and miserable mm-hmm. for a while because like there's no way that you're, you're not just going to like you can't make those feelings go away. You maybe be able to ignore them for a while. But all you're doing is just postponing the crappiness or you're yeah. just like, you know, if it might take you seven months to get over something, it's going to take you ten and a half months to get over it in actuality. It's like, why would you want to go through three more months of feeling lousy when you could get over it sooner? Yeah. So I think that the lousy feelings should be respected and they should be honored and they should be something that are like it should be something that you're experiencing. But you should go through with it. You should, you know embrace it i don't even know how to explain it like it's it's something that you it needs you know, the, the process needs to be respected i think and being sad about losing a relationship or a family die, a person dying or losing your job or anything else like that like it's obviously a lousy thing let it be lousy understand that it's lousy it sucks and it's embarrassing and you know what it, it might be something you don't but it's not going to suck forever you know let it be sucky now because it's not going to suck forever and you're mad one day you're, you're not even going to care about it anymore you're not going to care about losing that job one day, you know? Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, and one thing, um, which I know I don't follow this, my, this my own advice on that one, but the thing I noticed is a lot of people go through it alone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Right. I mean, you could choose to, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of people out there that would, you know, yeah. would love to help you out, you know, like, or, you know, be there, distract you. Because I remember when I went through uh, my biggest breakup, uh, one of the things that people told me just go with every time you feel sad go to the gym mm-hmm. luckily I had a, a through 24 hours up so I'll be like I'll just get up middle of the night go to the gym go right. to the gym and yeah like you know something to distract you away from the constant thinking because you know you become your you, you become your worst enemy because right. then you start instead of realizing that both parties had had problems and you know you should start thinking of yourself oh I did this why me 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 and then you know you're not helping yourself. Yeah. You're demonizing yourself. I did that a lot. I put blame on everything. I was like, everything is my fault. Mm-hmm. Everything. Like, my entire relationship failed because of me. Because I'm lousy. Because I didn't give enough. And I would do this thing where I would be like, man, if I was just a little different, then things would have been better. If I could have just given a little more, I would have sacrificed a little more. If I was a little less, wanted less. And then, I like, guess, time went on, I'm kind of just like, I didn't want more of any. Like, I didn't want much more than mm-hmm. it. I, I, it's, it wasn't unreasonable what I was asking for. It's actually, it was l- less than the standard of what I was asking for. It just wasn't asking the right person. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that finding a healthy outlet like the gym and stuff like that is important because or finding good people or starting a blog or a podcast or mm-hmm. how, whatever you know whatever you want to however you want to do it it's good because it allows it to be handled in a healthier way as opposed to internal mm-hmm. you know people are social creatures like we're meant to be social and I, you know i know there's some people that are very like isolated and things like that which is fine to a certain extent but you know i believe god created us to be in a community mm-hmm. you know and not everybody is privy to my personal knowledge but there are certain people in my life that i do trust with these certain things do i mm-hmm. trust everybody absolutely not mm-hmm. but there are certain people that i do and you know they're okay with the responsibility of me t- sharing this with them and them 
embracing me and tell and helping me with it, helping me feel better or, you know, taking me out for ice cream or buying my coffee or inviting me out or giving me advice or just letting me cry on their couch. Like they're, they're okay with it because that's their responsibility as my friend. I don't want to say responsibility. I feel like that kind of makes it seem like, a, like <laughs> something you have to do, but it's like, it's something that they're happy to be there for me for. And that's something that is, is very important is to find a tribe and love them hard. Yeah. You know, it's, find people that that you don't mind and burdening yourself to no and and then going back there's this book uh, called the 40 laws of, 40 40 laws of power and one of the laws is uh never isolate yourself mm-hmm. and i mean they're think they're, they're, they're using it in the way of like um their stories are based on courtiers of, of like you know the old english and the you know, times when we have kingdoms. Right. But one of the things I mean it applies to is because if you isolate yourself, if you separate yourself from the outside world, you become outdated. Right. So a lot of things happen and you are not experienced. Plus you're 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 cutting yourself from life experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, so and you're right, like yeah, we're 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 uh we're creatures of social yeah i think that whenever like especially if you don't if you live your life in this isolated state you know like people have like the angel and the Mm -hmm. devil on one shoulder eventually it just becomes yourself Mm -hmm. and yourself Mm -hmm. so all it is is just this rotating thought of your your you have a thought and then it goes to your other thought but there's no outside interaction there's no interference there's no anything so then you just become you know self-reliant and if somebody did not if someone doesn't agree with you you think like oh this person's an idiot mm-hmm. because they don't think because it's like you don't have any other input in your life because you don't share your life with anybody else you don't i'm not saying you don't have to like ask for advice necessarily but you know if you don't have any other kind of output in your life then you're just going to be it's going to be a self-revolving door of the same you're going to have the same arguments the same relationships the same issues no matter what you do no matter who you interact with, no matter what kind of problems you have, it's gonna be the same result every single time. Because then your little angel and uh, and devil become yes men, yes, yes, yeah. yes to everything. Whatever you think is yeah. the truth, that becomes the truth. Yeah. And you know, like I, I sometimes it hurts when other people are like, "No, you were wrong," and it's just like you get offended and you get butt hurt, and you're just like, "No, screw mm-hmm. these people. They don't honestly don't understand." But you know, it's necessary for you to have. But that's why it's good to have people that know and love you and trust you. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm going to a bunch of people who don't share my values and I start talking to them about it and they start like, no, you're wrong, you're dumb, mm-hmm. you know, anything else like that, then it makes me doubt myself. But it's kind of just like, in all reality, why am I following the advice of people mm-hmm. who I would, who, whose opinion I don't respect? Why would I do that? And I think I think as humans, we do we tend to do that a lot, uh, you know, through, through all the, you know, um, like I, I've spoken about this before. You know, like advices from like you know, like let's say you have a, a health uh, crisis, or whatever. A lot of people listen to the the word on the street, or you know, we tend to like not listen to loved ones, but we'll take the advice of a stranger. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's because I don't know why we're wired. We we try to, um, like sort of like match. Oh, this 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 feeling matches with this feeling. But it's like I, I don't know. We, somehow people are built to think that, oh, the family member, oh, they, they're biased, they, right? But they're not. Like sometimes, I mean, don't, maybe they are sometimes, but most of the time is like they see you struggling with something, and they want to help. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we are so prideful 
that we don't want to take it. We rather say we did it ourselves than yeah. than having someone else reach out and help us. Well, sometimes it's kind of just like embarrassment. I feel like has a lot to do with their shame. I should mm-hmm. say. No, I mean like embarrassment sucks, but shame is worse. And when you go through a failure, is there's shame that's involved with it, no matter what. Whether it's you losing your job, you crash your car. If you crash your car and it's your fault, like that's shame. You're like, I'm an idiot. I was looking at my phone or I didn't pay attention or whatever, whatever else. You know, there's shame that comes with that. But having people that are there that understand that, you know what, you did mess up, but it doesn't make me feel any different about you. Like Those relationships are important. Mm-hmm. And those are the relationships that are like, yeah, you know what, you did mess up, but let's move on. Let's, let's, let's what are you going to do about it now? Okay, let's, you know what, now you know that this is something that you have, so you know to put your phone on airplane mode when you're driving or travel, mm-hmm. whatever, you know what, so that you're not distracted by it or you know not to listen to this thing or maybe not to take this stupid road because you know that there's a high chance of getting into a car accident because mm-hmm. people are dumb. Don't drive in Hialeah. You know, <laughs> stay, off of Oca- stay off of Okeechobee Road or stay off of 49th mm-hmm. Street because people are bananas there. You mm-hmm. know, if you know that people drive fast on the highway, it might take you a lot longer to get there. Don't drive on the highway. Leave 20 minutes early. Mm-hmm. So that way you can get there on time because you know that you're not going to take the highway to get there. But, or, you know, take a driving course. Get better at it. <laughs> you know? No, yeah, you're right. I mean, as adults or into this adulting world, Right. We need to like learn how to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because I mean, I, I I could I could attest to that. I tend to like when when I get opposed, I've gotten used to for a long time being, you know, being around yes yes people. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Agreeing with me, um, thinking I'm the most knowledgeable one, and I'm right. like, no, I'd rather you oppose me because then you just get me used to. But I mean, I, don't get me wrong. In the beginning, I used to get very upset like no i'm right i'm always right right um that like you said because the two angels are agreeing with you always you know well remember the conversation we were having before i think when i was talking about this person that i met at the bar mm-hmm. and his life is obviously vastly different than mine mm-hmm. his lifestyle is different the way the way he makes money is mine mm-hmm. so it's like yes we can have a conversation but you've never been married you don't have any kids you you've never been divorced you're not a girl you know what i'm saying it's kind of just like there's only a certain amount of understanding that you and I are going to have. So eventually we got to a point when I realized I'm like, this guy's never going to understand where I'm coming Mm -hmm. from. So we're just going to agree to disagree. And he's not of anybody of consequence to me that if I never talk to him again, it's going to hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. because, but I'm still not looking to actively X him out of my life. I'm just going to, I have that understanding that this person doesn't, is never going to see where I'm coming from because they've never been Mm -hmm. what I've been through. And, you know, I feel like, that comes with wisdom of experience is that just some people just they're not going to get it and it's not necessarily a fault of their own but it's not going to happen never oh yeah i mean so i now know when i go to that guy we're not going to have that kind of relationship ever mm -hmm. because he's an idiot (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah some experience you uh, you could read about but others you have to live it if you don't live them you can't right which is, you know, like, and I can see that. Like, there's a lot of things I don't understand. And I've told, you know, Ivan, the therapist and all that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. But then I also can't be closed-minded about it. I mean, there's certain things, like, there are certain things that I know that I'm very rigid about. And there's no bending. I don't care what's going to happen in my life. There's not, you're not going to change my mind about it. 
Oh, no, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, but there are certain things that I've definitely changed my mind about a hundred different times. Mm-hmm. And does it make me wishy-washy? No. It, number one, it makes me a, a human being. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to change my mind, though. If I used to like banana taffy and now I don't anymore, of the banana path taffy people are going to come out with pitchforks, <laughs> have at it, bro. Like, I don't care. You know, I'm allowed to change my mind. And it's okay. And I, you have to be okay with those kind of things. Like not i don't like kind of what we were talking about like the friendship things like you have Mm -hmm. to be okay with certain things changing and your mind changing and things being different and like when it happens drastically and suddenly it sucks and it sucks the air out of your lungs and you're like (gasps) you know and it takes a little bit of time of adjusting but eventually you will adjust you just like it's always best to try to always have a, a a more healthy way of of approaching it because if you just kind of go through with like you know, F everybody and I'm going to do whatever I want. And you're going to deal with, you know, all you're doing is just trading issues. I'm, you're not making anything better. You're just trading one issue for the other. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And, yeah and, I, and I get where you're, where you're coming from with that. Uh, because I guess a lot of, like you write, a lot of people are stuck on their ways. But you have to also be accepting. But, but, but one thing going back to what you said, um, I guess what I meant is like, open-minded i meant like the fact that that's what you do that's on you but don't know you know i remember growing up one of the things i have issues like you know like when someone tries to push too hard you're like mm, something's off right like I, you feel like there's an ulterior motive mm-hmm. so when i was younger walking around you know sun, sunset place and all that all of a sudden these like you know missionaries would show up and like let me pray for you i'm like like you know it, it, it was weird I had a faith and all that, but it was just too weird. It was just like getting ambushed. Mm-hmm. So I think in the same way I see it as when um, when you talk to someone, they have these different views, but all of a sudden like, like they try too hard to convince you of those views. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you try to be like, yes, I agree with, I agree that you believe in that, mm-hmm. but I choose not to believe in this. Mm-hmm. I choose not to do this. In regards to like, religious things and things Mm. like that which i won't go too far into but i think that the reason why someone like a missionary or like a christian person or anything else like that is because they are very committed to they don't want they and there are things if you don't you know um if you're not saved you will go to hell when you die Mm -hmm. so it's kind of just like to them they're like i'm trying i i don't want you to do this and this is the way that you don't do this so like and to them like they're coming from a place of love Mm-hmm. majority of the time there obviously are a lot of bad eggs with every but that goes with everything mm-hmm. but like in my opinion like someone like if you're a christ follower it's because you genuinely love people because that's what christ tells you to do that's the the two greatest commandments is to love god and love people mm-hmm. and that's it and everything else falls under those two things so it's kind of like you love god all right that's what god says god says to love people so you love people and that's it there's no there's nothing else that comes in you love people and that's mm-hmm. it and I guess, like, as a missionary for them to come and go to a stranger. I mean, like, I don't know if I ever could just come to a stranger and say all those other things. But there are certain people because they believe so wholeheartedly. Like, I want to share with this person this per- this this thing because it's, like, to them, like, it, it's great and it's wonderful and it's loving and, it's, and all these other things. And they don't want you to be a pattern of the world anymore. They want you because when you don't, you die to yourself and you live for God. Mm-hmm. You live for Christ, I should say. And it's beautiful and it's lovely and it's wonderful. And it's just like, I can, I can appreciate that so much more because it's coming from a place of love as opposed to like fear. 
I guess oh, is yeah. the best way that I can mm. say. It's like when people use fear as a fear tactic, it's never going to it's never going to create anything that's lasting. But when you come from a place of love, it that's kind of what helps to plant the seeds. You know? Yeah. So me praying for you one night at Sunset Street might not or Sunset Strip or whatever might not do anything, but the seed is planted. And then, you know, several years from now, something else might happen. And that person might be the farmer to cultivate the, the root. And then some, someone else down the things, they're going to be the ones that water the seed. And then someone else is going to be able to pluck the fruit. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, I, and, I, and I totally agree. I guess my at the time, when the way I saw it, it was like when you go to Costco and the AT&T guy tries to sell you something. And you're like, no. And you show him the phone. AT&T, I'm already a member. And he keeps trying to sell you. Yeah. That's what it was. Because I remember like, are you saved? And I was like, yes, I've done this already twice. Right. And I think it was you right. once, one of the times. And then, then they still try progressing. I'm like, yeah, there's, a, yeah, there, I think there's a, when Jehovah Witness come to your door mm-hmm. too. I'm like, I already said no. Yeah. Like, take all you're gonna do is upset me. You per, mm-hmm. you pushing it onto me mm-hmm. isn't gonna make me go. You know what? You were super mm-hmm. annoying, but now I feel like you're. I want to listen to your point mm-hmm. now. No, I don't want to. Don't come to my house when I'm watching TV. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be. I'm gonna be less inclined to sit there and listen to you talk about it while I'm watching. I'm missing Euphoria. <laughs> You know, to listen to... This is my time. Right. You know, I, I personally feel like I couldn't... I, I mean, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness, so I don't know yeah. what, you know, I, I don't know. But I can only assume that they're just like, you know, white knuckled every single time they have to go through because it's nerve wracking to knock on someone's door in general. I, I just think that people are mean to them. But I mean, I, I've never been... Mean. I don't know how mean people are there might be some people but i believe most people are probably just like no thank you and i yeah. think they're okay with that see and that's good that's good yeah but sometimes uh you know i, I mean i guess like alex at least the ones in, the, in this neighborhood i if people don't open or like you i mean know. you don't have to open to them but it's just like yeah. if, you know just tell them hey no thank you and they'll probably be like okay cool or they're like can we pray for you i'll yeah i'll see you at the in hell I'm sure they get some of stuff like that all the time. I'm sure they get people that mess with them, but it's just... Ever stories of, like, people opening up naked? I'm sure it happens all the time, too. Like, I've never done door-to-door anything, yeah. anything else for guys like that. But, like, I did grow up going to church. My grandfather is yeah. a pastor. Like, there mm-hmm. are there is a certain amount of, of, of you know, fellowship and, and ministry that I've done. So I can definitely understand going to the nerve-wracking status oh, yeah. of going to somebody's door in the middle of the day. I've had people come knock on my door at 9 o'clock at night. I'm like, it is 9 p.m. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm definitely not going to be inclined mm-hmm. to talk to you right now. Time and place, dude. Time and place. Mm-hmm. I think time and place is important. They show up the next morning at 7. No, don't, talk to, don't come at me at <laughs> 7 either. I'm busy. I'm getting kids ready for school. <laughs> don't come at me. I'm not. No. Honestly, I have a very small window of opportune time in my life. It's like literally between like 5 and 7. That's it. I'm so happy living in an apartment. In the beginning, I mean, the only people that knock was like kids right. selling chocolate, selling things, magazines. Yeah, but you need um, someone to let you in the door, though. Yeah, no, but they used to live on the in the right. In the but building. I'm saying it's not yeah, like yeah, you have solicitors yeah. coming. Yeah. I have people. The people that come to my house most often are, I've had tree guys come like, oh, you want me to trim your trees? No, I don't want you to trim my trees. Um, I have somebody that comes and they all want to sell me um, shutters, not shutters, oh, no. um, like solar panels. Mm-hmm. Solar panels. I have the AT&T people coming. They're like, we're going to give this. Thing. I'm like, I already have it. They're like, but do you have this? I'm like, I already, I just told you I have it. I don't want anything else. Um, and it's mostly or yard people because mm-hmm. my yard is full of weeds. And they're like, we can take a better. I'm like, listen, I'm not. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, 
There's a reason my yard is full of weeds because I don't want to pay for something like that. Mm. So the association gets on you. I don't have an association. Oh, nice. Yeah, no. That's awesome. Ain't nobody got time for that. I heard that the association's getting investigated a lot of in Florida because they've been stealing from. I mean, obviously they've been stealing from people for years. I think it's ridiculous that I pay four hundred thousand dollars for my house mm-hmm. or whatever, and you're gonna tell me what color I can paint it. Yeah. Your mother, bro. Right. Like, or that I can't, you know, trim my. I can only trim. No. Like, that's insane to me. So some guy had a fight with them. I guess he put... It was something he planted, and they were like, you can't plant that tree, the association. So he went on and sold plot of his land for, like, a telecommunications tower or something. So it's illegal to knock them down, so association. And, like, he sent him a letter. like, so, since I can't plant this tree, now you have a an FPL outlet here. Right. Uh, just to kind of piss yeah. them off. Yeah, because they can't do anything about it. I mean, petty, but it is petty, and <laughs> I, I like that's kind of how I feel. Like it's, um, I would feel that way. I'm kind of just like I pay for everything, and I have to pay for you to tell me. So I guess people are like, oh, but they cut your grass. I'm like, it's not that expensive to have someone come and pay cut your grass. Yeah. What else are you paying for? <laughs> like I don't know. I've never had to pay a homeowners association, but it's like. It's not cool. It would be, I would understand a little bit more if like I got a reduced mortgage, but it's just like I have to pay my mortgage and then I still have to pay you guys to take care of what? What do they take care of? Basically, they're supposed to be a regulatory organization, but so they like, really don't do So shit. that your neighborhood looks good? Yeah. But they're most, mostly what they are. Some people said the Gestapo. Like people, people complain. And then they come and do you fines and like put you, you know, like they're enforced laws. So like, what would people complain about? Oh, that person has a car in their in their in their driveway that it looks ugly, so it drops value from my house. Um, <laughs> like during the hurricanes, the, the oh they haven't fixed the roof. Yeah, I had a I had a tarp mm. on my roof for over mm. a year. Yeah, and people like people look. Like, it's the same way. I mean. The ring, the time, the, the same way we found out about the Publix. Mm-hmm. The ring, every time I get messages, oh, this kid came and tried to open the door. Well, I mean, mind you, there's some crazy ass people out there. Right. Old people, like old ladies, like <laughs> probably with dementia, hitting like the doorbells at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, things like that. I get it. There's things that are like crazy because it's Right, a but they're like, did you hear a helicopter flying over the roof? And you're like, it, it's a helicopter. That's what they're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Oh, did you hear gunshots? Fourth of July. Right. <laughs> really? Yeah, exactly. I actually saw you. Yeah. Remember you sent me the thing yeah. about you? Been, how long after I left did you did the news show up? Okay. Because you sent it to me like, I was like, they, I they, left like. They weren't there, right? No. When I left, nobody was there. Okay, so like soon after, um, we left. After that, we hung out, talked to my to our neighbors, um, and they left to go party. Because remember, there was the dog people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they live right across. From oh, here. really? Yeah, the little Wookie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we talked to the. Remember, we talked to her about the bathroom thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I have to put up. I, know. <laughs> I, I thought I had put it up. Um, so, anyways, we we went to Coyo Taco in the in the Gables mm-hmm. to eat, and then we came back around ten o'clock. Oh, and then the news was here. Yeah, and then we were just there. Did someone die? Yeah. You got shot. So mm-hmm. what happened? So here's what happened. All right, tell me. And. But let me let me tell you how, how it goes. Okay, okay. So the so I I have no idea what happens. The guy was obviously the guy who was waiting for his brother. Remember, mm-hmm. he had no idea what was going on. So then, um, we're there hanging out. We go to Kyoto, come back, and then we're just waiting around. And then we see Channel Four, 
And then we were like, hey, what's happening? Oh, someone in there, like some guy, two guys, two customers fought. One pulled a gun and shot the other. Channel 6 pulls up and goes, hey, do you want to do an interview? I'm like, look, I want to clarify. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> right. News 4 told me what happened. I am just going to be repeating. Right. Yeah, it's okay. Cool. So I do the first interview. Then Channel 4 goes, hey, can you do the same thing? Then they come back, can you do it in Spanish? And then Channel 7 comes in, Channel 10. And I'm like, mind you, because I guess Coral Gables, well, not I guess, like Coral Gables encrypts their radio frequencies. Okay. So that's why only one news team at show at a time. So, you know, I do the interview. I spend a week without going to that Publix because I'm like, hell no. Everyone recognized me the next week. But what happened one, it was, I guess, there were customer service at the lottery line and the guy was trying to return a ticket or something. He was complaining. The guy in the front was complaining with a little cart and the guy in the back goes, hey, bro, you're taking forever. Can you hurry up? And the guy turns around and goes, you know, told him something in Spanish, like, go F yourself right. or, like, you know, mind your own biz, whatever. And I guess, like, the guy felt threatened. Mm-hmm. The guy just lifted his shirt, pulled the gun, one shot to the chest and killed him. And then he surrendered himself. That's insane. Yeah. To just kill someone like that, boom, and the rest mm-hmm. of your life in jail. Yeah. No bail. And I forget how long he got. Good. The, the Should. Only, the only thing I don't get is if it was considered second degree murder. Because it wasn't planned. Oh. First degree murder is like when I plan to come and kill you. Mm. Second degree murder means that like I have this gun and something happened and I kill you. Oh. Yeah, first wow. degree murder is it's like, oh, I'm going to come to Adala's house. And when he asks me this, I'm going to go. I'm going to poison this. I'm going to ask for tea. And then he gives a tea. I'm going to be like, oh, well, here's some honey. And then I put, and I poison you. I'm and you die. That's now. first. Right. That's first degree murder. When yeah. it's planned, it's first oh. degree murder. Wow. I didn't know that. So, yeah, that's why you got second degree murder. Now, the reason Crazy. I found all this out. Some publics just, you don't even think, mm. like, this is the time. Or even the guy, like, just yeah. terrible. And the next day they opened, like, nothing happened. The next day it it's opened. Miami, bro. And like I t- my sister went there, she's like, yeah. And I looked at people, no one talks about it. And I'm like. That's Miami. That's no, Miami. I mean, I'm sure they're not allowed to yeah. talk about it. And they're not going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> As I'm checking you out, did you hear what mm. happened last night? Mm. Oh, my God. No PTSD, like no therapy. Everyone was there, like nothing. Yes. Like I, I walked in and started looking at the floor. To see if there's blood on the yeah. floor. But I can only imagine like what the people around them, obviously, if they're in line, just turns around and shoots the guy. Like what was everybody's reaction where they're all like, oh, darn. Or they're like. I would assume mm. that's what everybody did. And like, I, I know it's like a scary moment. Everyone ran the front door. So I, my joke was like, how many people stole things that day? <laughs> really? Because like you're running, you're not thinking. I would not be thinking about taking stuff. I'd be like, let's get out of here so we don't get shot by the psycho mm-hmm. who doesn't mind, you know, shooting someone for getting yelled at for the line. Like think about it that way. Like I'm gonna go to Publix to think. Like obviously this poor man lost his life, but the other guy says like I'm gonna, I'm literally surrendering. My entire life is over because I'm gonna kill somebody today. But I, I just think that like we're, I think Miami, a lot of people in Miami are wind up really bad because I've had people complain to me of you're taking too many items to the self checkout. <laughs> what? Like I'm like I'm like what? This is my self checkout. Yeah. Like. I'm the only person here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people are always having issues. They have opinions, all that. I mean, we live in Miami, so like, I mean, you have that whole everyone's into everyone's life. I talk to old people all day long, so like, they're like, "Why aren't you guys like we're out of stock a lot?" Mm-hmm. Because you know the way of the world right now, shipping issues, manufacturing issues, COVID issues, but now, and they're just like, "But why?" And I'm like, "Why are you asking me?" 
Like, write somebody in corporate. Call somebody else. I literally can't give you any information. Why is Frisky's out? Because they didn't send enough shit. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that and that's one one of the reasons you say that uh, things are running out. I recently saw like uh, they're like releasing warning. You know the rush the Russia Ukraine war, a lot of shortages. One of them that was weird. It was dog food. Yeah. I was like, how does that? What? I, uh, I guess I don't know if maybe like there's. I'm assuming the only reason why is just because it's shipping issues mm-hmm. is what I'm assuming is happening. But like we're out of stock of a whole bunch of different stuff. And people yell at me all the time. How come you're out of stock? I don't know, dude. Like I live in Miami. I'm sitting in my pajamas next to my window. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Let me look outside. <laughs> oh, right. There it goes. Look, oh, look. You know what? It's me telling the guy. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, come bring it in. I'm like, no. I was like, why are you yelling at me? You know. No, yeah. Like. It, I mean, it, it, I, even before the even before even before the Russia thing, the what's it called? The things were going out of stock. Yeah. A lot of things were going out of stock already. Yeah, but that's like because of the, like I said, the, the the way that I describe it to people when they ask me, as I go, I go, well, it's just the way of the world right now. I was like, there's shipping issues, manufacturing issues, and COVID. I was like, that's what's been told to me. I was like, you know, I was like, it's not that the companies aren't manufacturing it. I was like, they're just not able to get it out. That's what's been told to me. So that's mm-hmm. what I expressed to them. Yeah, and they want to ask me all these really in-depth questions. Call Amazon. <laughs> that, honestly, I've told people, I was like, they're like, oh, Amazon can't have it either. I was like, so then what do you want from me? Exactly. There you go. I don't, I, I don't say that to them. I try to be as polite as I can. But they're like, I'm taking my business elsewhere. I'm like, good for you. That's what I would do too. Mm-hmm. I would have more than one outlet available to me, so that mm-hmm. way, when this, when if we're out of stock, I have somewhere else to go. They'll come back. They I know. Oh, I there's one person. They have 14 pages of notes because they always call and complain, mm. and they want to yell at everybody. Oh, customer hung up on me. Customer was rude. There's one guy that I've actually talked to twice, that he he says like, oh, I want to place an order, and I'm like, okay, well, what's the phone number in your account? And he's like, okay, hold on, and then. They just stay quiet and you're like, oh, you know, have you found it? Oh, it's your email. Oh, hold on. I'm looking for it. I was on the phone with him for 14 minutes and never confirmed anything. Because I think he might have something like mental thing. But he calls. So on like the 14th of February, the guy had, had called seven times that day. Because we place notes for every single phone call that we're on. We place notes for every single thing. So you can see in the dates and the time that he calls. And he'll hang up and then call right back. And then hang up and call right back. And it's the same thing over and over again. So, but you can't just be like, okay, well, you're taking too much time. Bye. You know, so you mm. just kind of got to, I sat on the phone for f- silence almost for 14 minutes. And he's like, oh, well, I'm looking at this other site. I'm like, why are you looking at some other site? <laughs> Don't look at some other site when you're on the phone with me. So like, would they, they end up hanging? He hangs, he hangs? Well, yeah, he's like, okay. He's like, well, uh, well, actually I'm late for an appointment. I got to go and like hung up, which is fine. Like he's not impolite or anything. Do you think it's like customer service? Like, no, I think he, I th- like well, quality I, assurance or something like that? No, I think I've talked to him before. It was the exact same thing. I think it's somebody that has some kind of mental thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not all there. And I think that he'll call, but there's some kind of connect that's missing. Cause it was the exact same thing the first time I talked to him. Which meant it's like the chances of us talking to the same person more than once is very big. Um, but I was like texting my like writing to my team. I was like, oh, by the way, there's someone else is like, I've talked to that guy before, too. So I, he obviously he calls like five times a day wow. every few weeks. You know, he'll call. I, the one time he had he had called nine times in a row. Oh. And when I did the, I, my last customer service job it was for for banking. And people get mad because, like, 
you know, you, you've done it. Like, in order to verify your uh, identity, we have to ask you a couple of questions. Oh, mm. why? I'm like, oh, all right, mm. sure. Just, they're like, people get mad. They're like, I've already done this before. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah, let, let me help you get your identity stolen. Let me hook it up for you. Right. 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 Yeah. I'm just kind of not going to get anything. And then the person, exactly. So it's like, imagine if somebody who wasn't you tried to call and get a hold of your mm -hmm. stuff. And I just was like, nah, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I was like, then you'd be calling to be mad at me because I didn't verify this information. Why didn't you verify it? You should have posted. Well, you know. <clears throat> the hard ones is when you get people that have no digital footprint. Yeah. And that everything's no. Like, I'm like, uh, are you sure? No. And then I'm like, uh, most of the time they know, but sometimes they don't. And they're like, no. Well, yeah, there's some people that are, they don't have an email, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But they're like, what's the phone number? And they're like, why do I have to give you my phone number? I'm like, how else would you like me to find your account? I gave you my name. I'm like, there's, you know how many Miguel Riveros there are mm -hmm. in Miami or Philip Royos or whatever, mm -hmm. just random things. I'll look like be 17 accounts. Well, can you go through them? I can, but we're going to be here for a while. Oh, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Snotty people. Wait, so they're calling you to make, to place an order? They call for, they can call for whatever they want. So if they call to place an order, if their order was late, if they want to make a change, they, anything that they want, they can call about, which is fine. I know how to take care of all that stuff, but you have to verify your account because, you know, I'm going to be like, Hey, I'm calling uh, for Abdallah. Um, okay. Well, what's the phone number? Well, I don't, I don't have it. Okay. You know what? We're going to allow you to purchase whatever you want and send it wherever you want because your mm -hmm. card's on file and your address is there, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's why I didn't understand uh, people that act that way. Because remember, before that, I had I worked for the Department of Education, and I got a little snatch, a little mean. I wasn't mean, but I was just like, like, like parents would call, oh, "How do I do this, ma'am? It would be nice, you know. You could have your son do it. I'll help him out too. That way, you know, both you could do it. No, he's too busy watching this and this and that. It was like adult kids. No, well. Yeah, they they were like 17, 18. And I, I, my my thing was like, man, it's beneficial if your kid gets to know this since he's the one taking the loan out. Oh, okay, yeah, for yeah. a loan. Okay, yeah, okay, for okay. the for the fast food. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I was like, why else would why would else would yeah. calling? I'm so thinking like, like an elementary. I'm like, I'm not going to uh, you no, know, like no. my son calling and you're like, "No, let your 14-year-old on the <laughs> phone." Like, "No, your mother, bro." No. <laughs> no, but like it was like, yeah, so we were like helping them out this and that. And then the parents were like they were helicopter parents, which I mean, I'm okay, but like sometimes the parents would get like very moody. I'm like, um, that information. Oh, what school is your kid going to? I don't know. How do you not know? Um, okay, so yeah. Listen, I'm very, very pro people. I love people. I think people are great. Hmm. I also think people are super dumb. I, I'm sorry, and I don't mean like offense to anybody, but for people to not know certain things like it'd be one thing if it's like oh i'm sorry i don't know my account number like you know i understand there's a lot of other information but like for you not to be able to provide anything and then expect me to be able to do my job no like you need like a lesson in something i don't know and to not be savvy at the internet still okay but you still have to have some semblance of information of, of a person over the phone who's a stranger who's never talked to you before has no idea what you're calling about i can't hold your hand so i feel like when you provide so much customer service to people that there's no accountability on their side yeah. you know i like when i call at&t for something from my phone I, it's because i've exhausted every opportunity to do it myself mm -hmm. so when i call 
I, I expect you to be able to help me because there's obviously something that I'm doing wrong and I'm never rude to you but it's just like if you're gonna blow me off then I'll be upset yeah. you know there's some people that are just like oh well, I don't know what to tell you fuck you no <laughs> send me to somebody else somebody that can help me if you can't help me tell me how I can get helped it's kind of the way that I would want to be done I don't want you to just shrug at me through the phone oh well you know no, like, call yeah. back someone another time like, you know, working the customer service uh, field it did get me better like I like, I'll be angry, and then when I get on the phone, it says, I'll, I'll be calm. I'm like, hey, because I understand they have yeah. nothing to do with it. Right, and they're just there to help you. But yeah. I feel like, obviously, there's not everybody's created equal. Yeah. There's some people that are better at their jobs than others are, you know? And you can tell when someone is, is you know, when someone picks up the phone. Sorry, I'm like. No, no, it's okay. No, no. It's all my nail polish. No, no. <laughs> I was going to tell you, off. like, yeah. Like, I, I, I remember seeing the animosity between call center call center representatives. Mm-hmm. The supervisor, or the... The next level, I don't know how you guys have it structured, but it's like the customer service, the the I guess customer server one, and then the twos, mm-hmm. and like you know whatever you how you escalate it. Yeah, like they would be like, "Why are you sending a call to me?" Because they said supervisor. What do you want me to do? Lie about it? Right. Well, I mean, we're, so we're not allowed to. We can't just be like, "I'm going to transfer you to a supervisor." You have to request it. Yeah. Unless it's been like there's been three or four times that you've called and there's no resolution available and there's only so much. The, what I what I can do has already been done. I'll, I'll always tell people, I was like, listen, you can request to speak to your supervisor is how I say it. And, and mm-hmm. Because I can't just be like, I'm going to transfer you over because mm-hmm. we're not allowed to. Because, you know, it's just how Chewy has it arranged. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. Like, it, it kind of allows you to be able to find a solution without having to get a supervisor involved and everything else like that. But some people are just impossible. And there's been people that I'm like, you can speak to a supervisor. They're like, no, I don't want to. So I'm stuck on the phone listening to them berate me because... I can't help them out. Sure. Yeah. Jerks. Yeah, I know. I found out, yeah, there's a lot of mean people. And they'll say crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. I've never had anybody, like, directly insult me necessarily, but I have had people that are just like, there's somebody that was asking me a question, so I was explaining to them the process, and they go, okay, okay, stop talking. I know. And I'm like, <sighs> like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get. That I'm like, I'm I'm trying my best to help you out because of what you asked me to do and because you don't like my answer, you're rude to me. I don't like it. You know, I don't lose my cool, but I just, I'm not going to be as polite as I am. I'm going to give you very short answers. I'm going to be like, yeah, okay. How can I help you? <laughs> like a robot. <laughs> no, no, I remember, I remember, I remember ding, dinged over dumb things. It was State Farm Bank at the time. Now I think it's no longer. Uh, they had a virtual bank. So they called and they wanted personal, personal loans. Right. We don't What's a personal. personal, personal loan? No, a personal loan. Sorry, I said it twice. Personal loan. Okay. Um, the only one that they had at the time was a, you could have a loan, but it had to be collateral. Okay. So you had to put your house, your car. Right. Personal loan is like, you know, you borrow against yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we didn't have it. So on one of them, I'm like, the motto is, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm like, ma'am, we don't offer it. But you might want to go to Wells Fargo. I know they have personal bank. Right. When the review came about, they're like, oh, you can't be telling them about other banks. I thought we were a good neighbor. Right. And I get I get what they're saying, but I'm like, dude, if we don't offer that product, I'm trying to help this person out. Right. Because my, my need, my, you know, because I understand it, because I want a solution. If I'm on the other end, I want a solution. Mm-hmm. You don't offer it. Okay. Can you help me out? Right. You ever seen Miracle on 34th Street? Yeah, the the Santa Claus one. Right, and there's one of the things that they were upset about was that someone would be like, "Oh, my son wants this choo choo train, 
and they don't sell it here. And he's like, oh, okay, well, they sell it over there first. And they were like, why were they doing that? But then that became like their slogan. I'm like, if you can't find it here, we'll show you where you can find it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, I understand why they might be upset about it. But like, oh, we can't do it. But it's like, if it's literally something that we don't provide, why would you not be like, hey, All right. you know, because then the person thinks like, okay, they have me in mind. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's like when you call, uh, when you call, yeah, the, the call center, the representative is like, look, you're in the wrong department. I'm going to call for you and right. then introduce you right. rather than just like sending you through. And you have, it's a cold call and you have to explain yourself again, account number, all these other things. Yeah. I remember there's a, there's a skit about that, about uh, you call, they ask you for your social and your name, your telephone And then the number. next time you call to somebody, they have to do the same thing again. It's like, why is this not expressed to you? Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah. It's like whenever you go to, <laughs> whenever I take my kids to the doctor, they're like, well, okay, so like the person that's like weighing your kid, why are you here? Okay, I tell them why I'm here. Okay, cool. So then we go into the office and the nurse comes in. Why are you here? And I express it again. The doctor comes in. Why are you here? I'm like, I feel like there should be some kind of yeah. communication that's happening. Like I've told three people why we're here. Either this person didn't say it to the nurse and the nurse didn't mm-hmm. say it to you or there's paperwork on there. Like some somebody says something not reading to me. it, yeah. Yeah, or don't ask me. Only mm-hmm. like the nurse, I understand she wants to ask because maybe there's information. But if like the doctor should know something when they come in there they're not just like blown imagine mm-hmm. i was in there and i'm just like you know my child's been bleeding from the eye for <laughs> four days it's like you know what i'm saying like they should have some kind of some realm of reference when they are actually walking into my my room to to know what the heck i'm talking about yeah i know like i think like they just like wait to the minute like you know don't, don't know your history but damn doctors good for nothing <laughs> just after my money they don't care about me <laughs> I, know, I know that like Certain places like they see so many people. Man, I haven't been to the doctor in a hot minute. Really? No, that's another adulting thing. Adulting <laughs> fails. Like I'm, I'm a very bad patient. I'm mm. like, oh, maybe it'll just, maybe I'll get over it. <laughs> Last time I was at the doctor was when I had COVID, which was February of 2021. Wow. And I didn't go to the doctor after. No follow up. Nothing. No, maybe I did. <laughs> now I can't. I don't think I did. Nope, I didn't. So I could be like all crustified inside. I have no idea. No, my doctor's always like vacation. shards of something in my chest. Yeah. Like I went and like I was treated by uh, a nurse practitioner. Mind you, I went to school with this kid. Oh, my really? doctor. Yeah. He's never there. Why? I, I don't know. I don't know. So my son, we used to have a pediatrician that we would go to. And like he would always do a lot of stuff like in Columbia, like, you know, free, like, you know, basically to like medical care for kids in Columbia. But I'm like, what about here? I'm always talking, seeing new doctors that I don't know because you're going over there. Like you're like, I understand you're trying to do this, but you're my kid's doctor, too. You know, I'm meeting these people that I'll never meet again. They don't have any kind of personal relationship with me. It's just mm-hmm. like and it would happen. That happened like and this is when my son was really little and I'm kind of just like this is this is stupid yeah and I, I it made me change doctors because i i, I was so sick and tired of it there's because no rapport they, yeah. there wasn't there exactly because every single time he wasn't there and i was like no and he was really good at first which is why i kept going mm-hmm. and but i was like you know i understand this is what you're trying to do but you have a certain amount of clientele here that expect you know you have a, a certain amount of responsibility to your clients here mm-hmm. you know if you're my doctor then be my doctor when i show up yeah, and i was like when you go to the dentist the dentist is like you see him for like five minutes and then the other... Yeah, the, it's everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what happens a lot of times when you go to the doctor. The mm-hmm. nurse takes care of everything. Especially when you go in, like, 
you know, I don't know if you have any personal experience with this. When you go in and have a baby. Yes. <laughs> yes. When you go in and have a baby, you literally see the doctor mm-hmm. when you're giving birth. You mm-hmm. don't see the doctor the entire other time. And mm-hmm. I was just like, how does they know what's going on? But honestly, I think a lot of times it's because the doctors will be, they have like an office. Mm-hmm. So they have clients to see and everything else like that. And they only have certain hospital days. But I'm like, if you have, aren't, aren't you people having babies like every single day? Like, <laughs> you know, I don't understand like how this works. He's going from bay to bay. Yes. And it's born. And it's yeah. Born. Like, and I'm it's like, born. you don't schedule like all your babies to be born on certain days. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but it's like the when i had riley the nurse practitioner delivered me it wasn't even the doctor i'm like i'm glad i met her twice before it was happening fantastic yeah you have a stranger can see your child you don't know same thing with logan it was the yeah. same exact thing it was a, it was somebody that i had never even met before but there was another doctor but obviously i always saw this one doctor yeah i know like yeah and for the va that's how it is with the psychiatrist so like well, you see different psychiatrists every, every six time? months why because they they're residents, so they rotate. That's annoying. Yeah, so I have to tell them the story again. Right, uh, that's like, how do you build, like, I feel like, especially for a psychiatrist, I feel like that's like, like, how do you, maybe that's why a lot of veterans are. Yeah, oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Like, uh, what's it called? That's why I ended up going, like, my own way. Because, um, like, I remember, uh, I mean, I still do it to, for the meds and all that, whatever they provide. But, like, I went my own way for therapy. I was like, no, nah, right. I'll pay through it. Right. Because then there's a rapport. Right, because then you at least know that, like, yeah. Because that would probably bother me that I'm just, like, every six months you have to start new again. And then it's not even, like, even if the doctor wanted to stay, they couldn't. No, no, no. Yeah, and then, and, and, it's, and then like, it's crazy because, like, at least now we do it through video. But before we went there, and then, and then the, therapist would be, the therapist would be like, okay, I'm going to go talk to the attending. I'll be right back. Yeah. Like, so it's secondhand news. Right, exactly. It's like you're not there. You're not hearing the mm. behavior and the size and mm-hmm. the silence and like the tenor of the voice or anything mm-hmm. else like that. Yeah, no. So it's like it, it is a big issue with uh, I mean, through a whole overall medical field, um, they're overwhelmed and then they have too many patients, and you know, like even even uh, what's it called? Like uh, my sister works for Aventura, and then Erica could tell you the same thing. Like they're always short staffed. No matter how much they hire, they're always short staffed, and they tend to hire a lot of travel nurses. So these people come in and they leave and then like you're like outnumbered again. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, oh, we spent so much money on the travel nurses because mm-hmm. obviously we're short staffed. So we have to entice them to come. So we give them more money, but then mm-hmm. they leave. So, yeah, it's a conundrum. Mm-hmm. That's uh, another episode off of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, we've run our course. Yes. Adulting yeah. 101. Adulting 101. Yes. If you want to know more, don't ask me because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, don't ask me either. I'm just <laughs> winging it as I go by. Like, honestly, everything mm-hmm. is, is kind of mm-hmm. just like a fly by the seat of my pants. Mm-hmm. We're all figuring it out as we go. I did just do my taxes. Remember I told yeah. you? Yeah, pretty good. Second mm. year in a row. Nice. Sweet. Nice. And uh, what else did I do? Um, the toilet. Bought a toilet. And mm-hmm. I uh, I paid my FP&L bill late. Yeah, but like it's, that's uh, a rite of passage. To remember mm. to pay your bills on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chihuahua. Yeah, they always. That's why they always tell you, "Oh, auto pay." Yeah. And I don't trust them because they like they'll pull it off way sooner than it's supposed to. I mean, I honestly don't even know when majority of my bills are paid <laughs> because I have them on auto pay. Because <laughs> that exactly what happens is that I'm like, "Crap! I was supposed to pay this last week," <laughs> and I forget. So that's mm. the majority. That's the reason. It's for like, I don't paying a few dollars extra for peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Super okay with me. Yeah, just uh, make sure that uh, you keep up with it. 
Because I know there's a story I, when I look at the bank. This lady, like, passed. And, like, because she started getting her money automatic deposit, direct deposit or Social Security, like, at least, like, for a year, her bills were paid and she had passed. <gasps> yeah, the, pay, the, the bills, they just kept charging. I mean, the house is, like, you know, sold and everything, but the bills were still paid. Oh, my god! Because no one took the house for that year, yeah. Right. Oh, my mm. gosh. I would, like, so my grandfather, he passed away in 2018, mm-hmm. and he was picked up by the ambulance. I got a thing in the mail that they're taking my grandfather to, he's passed away, so he, they're taking my grandfather to, uh, their, to collections for $100 for this, mm. this, uh, this ambulance ride, and I'm like, there has to be some kind of record uh. that shows that this man is dead. It's from Miami-Dade, like, fire department, too. Like, why, like, do you guys want me to call you to be like, he died, stop doing it, because then they're going to make me pay it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay it. No, no, it's it's very intriguing how, like, you can see that there's still no communication. Yeah. I mean, he's been dead, I literally got one probably like three weeks ago. I'm Mm -hmm. like, he's been dead since June of 2020, 2018. I'm like, it's been four years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then they wonder why there's so so much security fraud. Right, exactly. Mm. So, I mean, like, I still get, he gets a ton, he probably gets more mail than I do. He'll get stuff from um, Nicholas Children, not Nicholas Children, St. St. Jude, Mm -hmm. because he used to give to St. Jude. And obviously he stopped. So now they're like, please give back to us. And I'm like, Dad. Uh, <laughs> he I'll forward, I will forward the mail. <laughs> I'd be like, I just want to call and be like, he died. Sorry. There's the, no more money coming. Send him the new address. Right. I There's a bunch of different <laughs> stuff. So, you know, so <laughs> my grandmother, my mom's mom, who passed away a few, like when Logan was probably like three or four. So she's been gone a while. So apparently at one point in her life, looked at Scientology, right? Mm-hmm. I, she's been dead for 10 years and she hadn't lived in my house. They got divorced when my mom was a kid. She hadn't lived there. So obviously like my mom is 54 years old right now. So it's just like in the past 40 years, she hasn't lived there. I'll still get mail from Scientology in her name and she's been dead for 10 years mm. to my house and i'm like this is insane like they'll still randomly send stuff to me i'm like from freaking scientologists i'm like this no, is even weirder they're gonna help her rise again don't be weird <laughs> all those uh ghosts i don't know i think i think they think like like we were put here from aliens or yeah. something or i don't i don't i don't know anything about scientology so i honestly <laughs> no. don't know but i think like ron mm. herbert hubbard had a thing that mm. like we were put here by aliens by some ancient civilization mm-hmm. or something like that Whatevs, bro. Yeah. Like I sit there and watch all those documentaries, and I'm like, Oh, they're good. Yeah. I like them. I mean, it almost makes me. I'm kind of just like, what, like, what does a person need to have in order to like succumb to something like this? A, a lot of a lot of cele- Hollywood celebrities. Yes, and those poor people. Yeah, I, I just think is that someone told me that they, they have a very good support system. I guess mm-hmm. that could be the only lure that I think you could have. Is like, but these other people that are like, oh, we only slept three hours a night and they separate your kids from you. Like, number one, that would be giant, massive red flag. Number one mm-hmm. is taking my kids from me. No, you're not going to do it. I mean, it, it could also be like um, what we're seeing right now with the Ukraine and Russia. There's a lot of misinformation and propaganda going on. So I think like, you know, you want to attack the church. So you, you, you go extreme cases. Maybe it happened once. Like, for example, there was a, there was a case that where is, I forget her name. It was the, the wife of the of, of the current CEO of Scientology mm-hmm. and like where is she did he kill her blah, 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 all this stuff. and then she was like no I was in Libya in, right. on a mission trip what 
Like, I'm, and then she comes back and like, oh, but they made it so big, the media, that it made it look like, you know, like, like she went missing. And then, you know, obviously the whole thing with Scientology, like, oh, they're a mystery. Like, kind of like the Masons. Anything that you don't know about, people make it big. You know? Yeah, I mean, I still don't trust Scientology. No, 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 no. But, you know, it's still, like, the reason we are getting into that is just because it's like, my grandfather, you know, she died 10 years ago and she lived in Palm Beach that entire time. She was buried in Palm Beach. Mm. Why am I still getting mail? They they got divorced when my mom was a kid. Why am I still getting mail for her at my house? I mean, they're tracking, probably tracking down. And then, um, what's it called? No, because I, 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 I had to deal with them. Like, I bought a rug. A Scientologist and- rug? Well, the guy was Scientologist oh. on the, and then like he sold me a rug, and then like he told me about Dianetics, and then I had to, and my parents. I remember they once called my parents, and they were like, "He's a grown person. He's a grown adult. He can make his own decisions." And I'm like, "I don't want to." No, you should come in for a clearing. They were very pushy. Again, back to that. Why are you so pushy? Mm-hmm. I said, "No, I'm out." Right. But yeah. But you know, like it, it just happens. That's why. Uh, I guess. We run away from them. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. Oh, I was going to tell you. That, so, um, I mean, we'll, we can end it. I'll tell you off the air. Um, anyways, like this was. thank you for coming again, Julie, uh, for another sh- episode. You know, as I said, and I you know, truly, truly mean this, we're always welcome. Mm-hmm. If you have free time, you know, and you want to, you know, expose me to how to properly get jeweled. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do to get Julie is just try <laughs> to have a regular conversation with me at the bar, and it's just gonna happen. Because <laughs> I'm mean to everybody. Now, I think if I'm out there with you and I see someone get Julie, you're gonna hear me in the back clapping. Yes, you're gonna be like, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Did I Julie anybody the other day? Well, besides this, the other guy that I talked to, that I'm like, mm. eh, I'm not. I'm done talking to you. I haven't oh, done no, it in a while. On, on Thursday when you went out. Remember I told you the oh, guy, yeah, yeah. but I didn't, like, yeah. I was just like, nah, I'm done talking to you. <laughs> but, you know, my girlfriend, she told me, she's just like, oh, I saw you getting upset. I'm like, I'm not upset. I'm just, I realize when it's like, there's no point in me. I'm not here to convince this guy of exactly. anything about myself. I'm not. And that goes for not only nights out, but that's anywhere in regards to anything. Like, I'm not here to convince you of anything about myself. No, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Especially because it's like, I know how I am. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to convince you about, you know, a certain way. Because I don't want that to happen to me. Exactly. So, yeah. So. But thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for the tea. Absolutely. And the conversation. And I'm sorry, I, I shredded all my nail polish no, up into okay. your table. <laughs> that's all right. I got my churin to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, and that's end of another episode. And until next time.